0: Welcome back to Beyond the Helmet. And of course, it's hashtag BTHpod if you're following on social media. I'm your host, Steve McGrath. And today I get to chop it up with basically the best receiver in college football this past year. I I see the smile. I don't know if you've come to grips with that being a reality, man. But what you did was pretty wild. It's none other than Jareth. Sorry, Jareth Stearns. Man, how's it going today?
1: It's going good, man. Uh, I'm blessed. How about you?
0: I'm blessed as well. Maybe not in the same ways that you are, because physically I don't think I could have done that. But uh, now that it's been a few weeks since since the bowl game, how do you feel about how your college career ended? Because what what you and Bailey did at Western Kentucky is wild. And I want to get into the full story of how this all comes together. But just senior year, um, how do you feel about what this past year was?
1: Uh, I mean, at the time, we didn't really – we weren't really thinking about that. We were just focused on winning. But uh, looking back on it, it's crazy because, like you said, we, we've we been through a ride. I'm sure we'll get into that later, but we've been through a lot together. And uh, it was a blessing to see a lot of our hard work uh, pay off this year.
0: I mean, to be in the bowl game and basically be like one or two catches away from 2,000 yards on the year, throughout the year, d- did it feel like this is a special season? Like what the yardage that we are putting up is literally – it's going to go down as like some of the best seasons anyone has ever had.
1: I mean, yeah, we were like, we kind of were always confident in our offense and uh, we knew if we executed correctly, we could uh, do things like that. But uh, honestly, I never thought it would be to the magnitude that we did it though.
0: Well, it was awesome to watch. And I'm sure you guys caught so many people off guard having, you know, just transferred there. The two of you, that the package deal coming in and just turning heads. Um, did you see just uh, again, just this past year, the amount of attention that you were getting, whether it was from media or even defenses change at all compared to what you were used to.
1: Uh, um, Media difference for sure, but I still feel like uh, Bailey, he really didn't get the uh, attention in the media that he really deserves. That's just because being a group of five school and everything. But at the end of the day, we're not really worried about that. We just wanted to play football, and uh, we got the opportunity to do that at a high level.
0: So before I jump into uh, sort of the, the road to get here, coach's decision to not let Bailey go for at, at the end, and even to an extent, it sort of handcuffs you, trying to maybe break 2,000 yards. I don't know if you were aware of that during the bowl game. Uh, you guys handled it like pros in the press conference, but but come on. that You had to have been like, come on, coach.
1: I think – I don't really know how their conversation went. I think Bailey asked him if he could go in just to get it. And he just told him he he needs to get ready for the NFL. I don't want to risk him getting hurt. So Coach Helton did what was best for Bailey at that point in time. And I had no idea how many yards I was at, honestly. So
0: You're so diplomatic. I think you're basically ready for for the pros as it is. (laughs) Um, So, man, let's talk about what leads to this – this 1900 yards, 17-touchdown season, um, can you just take us back to high school? Because ultimately, um, for anyone that's not aware, you know Houston Baptist is where you and Bailey both go, and I, I believe you're playing with him for three years before this Western Kentucky season opens up. What's the road to get to Houston Baptist and, and just that whole recruiting process, man? Take us back to being 18 years
1: old. So. My first 3 years of high school, so freshman through junior year, I was actually playing quarterback in a triple option offense. I'm like kind of just, you know, just being an athlete out there. And then my senior year I changed schools and I was playing running back and safety, like a little bit of receiver, but it wasn't I wasn't truly running routes. So it was just catching screens, doing things like that after the catch. So my senior year I got my first offer to Army uh, West Point. And I was actually committed there for like the whole season. I was going to go there, wow. uh, do the triple option thing again. And then right before signing day, uh, Coach Seeley, Coach Kitley, Coach Kitchens at uh, Houston Baptist found me. They gave me a chance to play receiver. I always felt like I could catch pretty well. Uh, I never really played receiver, never really done a release, never really truly ran routes like that. But I just bet on myself and uh, flipped right before signing day to uh, Houston Baptist.
0: That's a bit of a flip. I mean, your life would have been drastically different.
1: A lot different.
0: So it it really just came down to two schools. Then you didn't um
1: I had a, little, yeah. I had a couple other offers. I had like Army, Navy, uh obviously. Then I had uh Columbia and Princeton, and then Davidson, I think. And yeah, that was it. And then HBU.
0: So Seemingly, then it, you're not painting it as being a very hard decision. But, but once you're there, do you mind talking about a little bit of ki- kind of learning a new position, right? I, I mean, clearly an athlete, you played all over the field. But in terms of getting technical as a wide receiver, how difficult was it for you? Because the, the stats would suggest it was very easy.
1: Uh, it was hard. I'm not going to lie. Uh, there were a lot of things that I had to clean up uh, route running wise, uh, release wise. There were a lot of things that I never really had done especially at a collegiate level. So just little things that my coaches really helped me on. And then a lot of just catching in full pads and things like that is, it's not as easy as people think it is, and especially not just flipping to it, never doing it before. So it was a hard transition, but I think I uh, did it pretty smoothly.
0: I i mean, you come in, I believe that this is your freshman year, if I have this right, you know, 68 catches, 684 yards, to only to follow it up the next year with over 100 catches, over 800 yards, nine touchdowns if you're saying it's difficult and I don't think you're lying, but again, what you're doing on the field was you made it look pretty easy. So what would you say as to what was the, the key? If, if one or two things that make that you would say you were able to kind of immediately have success again with all the hard work, but, but what were some of the major keys for you to be able to kind of hit the ground running?
1: Uh, I think just my hands. I always was able to catch and traffic and, and all kind of angles and things like that. And then uh, I always was pretty good uh, with the ball in my hand. So a lot of my yards was catching screens, things like that, making people miss. So those two things, I think two things. So
0: 2020 rolls around and like everyone else in the world, COVID messes everything up. How much does COVID play into the uh, decision for not just you to transfer, but again, you're playing with Bailey. So, I, how does the whole road to Western Kentucky uh, come about?
1: As bad as COVID was, I think it actually helped us football wise because it gave uh, HBU an opportunity to play the bigger schools because you know they were looking for people to play. So, totally, uh, Texas Tech scheduled us. Uh, well, so play, a lot of course, we played La Tech. Scheduled us, we played UNT that year, so we got uh, some more FBS film, and uh, we had done pretty well in those games. Me, Ben Raslav, Bailey Zappi, and uh, my little brother Josh all got an opportunity to show that, you know, we could compete at that level. So I think COVID really helped us out in that uh, aspect. And then after what we had seen we had done that year, we kind of just – me and my brother specifically, we wanted to uh, take a chance and see if we could go at the FBS level.
0: So how does Bailey end up going too?
1: Uh, So when Coach Kelly left Western Kentucky, me and Josh were already thinking about leaving. So we kind of – that was like our last little, you know what I'm saying, and then we obviously meet as close as me and Bailey are. Uh, we talked before he didn't really want to leave HBU because, you know, he spent four years there. He wanted to finish out his college career there. But like we kind of, I don't know, he, he knew that he could go FBS, but he wanted to finish a uh, Houston Baptist. But we kind of like, bro, we're going to leave. Like we think we can go play at a higher level and get some more attention for what the things we're doing. And I think uh, he thought the same thing eventually. So, yeah.
0: So, you going to Western Kentucky, that obviously had to influence him thinking about where he would like to play, knowing that you're going there. Do you know, uh, was he ever close to not going to the same school as you?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say he was close, but he was he was getting a lot more uh, love than I was uh, recruiting-wise. I think he had Tennessee calling him or one of those schools. And, you know, it's hard to turn down an SEC school. Western Kentucky, but he had played with Coach Kaley for so long. He played with me for so long. Uh, Ben Raslaff and him had built a good chemistry. Uh, Him and my little brother were starting to get that, and uh, I think he just felt comfortable at Western Kentucky, and he knew uh, Coach Helton's track record, so I think he knows – he knew that was going to be the best decision for him.
0: Now, clearly, whether it's Bailey or yourself or your brother, you know, you're betting on yourself. Like, like there's no two ways about it. When you say, I I want to transfer, I'm going to go to a higher level of competition. And that of course is nothing against uh, Houston Baptist. You're betting on yourself that I'm going to be able to pull this off in a a brand new school, brand new setting, high level of competition. That being said, what, how did you feel as the season unfolded? Just, you know, the team's doing well. You personally are doing well. Bailey's doing really well. Was it easier than you thought that it might be? Uh, Can you put into words just sort of how you felt everything progressed and were you surprised at all about how it was coming together?
1: Uh, I wouldn't say any of it was easy. Uh, We put a lot of work into it. It might look easier. Might have looked like a smooth transition, but there was a lot of hours and hours and hours of work and film study and things like that put into it. So, I mean, I wouldn't say it was easier than we thought it was, but like I said earlier, I don't think we thought it was going to be Bailey breaking all those records I'm going for nineteen hundred or anything like that, but we knew we always trusted each other, so I think that just paid off
0: so at any point in this past year did, did it feel tangibly different to you like you're playing the same sport you know it, it's the same quarterback it's the same coach um, of course there's a lot of changes around that, but I'm just saying that not a whole not everything changed but media attention, um, anything that you're seeing maybe on social media. How different did this year feel versus previous years? You know, it, and at any point, did you sort of feel pressure, you know, good or bad, positive or negative throughout this process? Because just with, with more attention, uh, more pressure can easily come with that.
1: Yeah, that's, that's true. Uh, like you said, there wasn't definitely a lot more attention. That was, a, that was the biggest thing. Like interviews, things like that, because I don't. I feel like FCS guys don't really get the love they deserve. Because I mean, there's some ballers Absolutely. at this. There's, there's some ballers at the FCS level at all schools, but uh, just making that jump to FBS when you're doing those kind of things, you're automatically going to get more interviews, more people tweeting at you, things like that. So I think we kind of just try to stay out of the noise and just take it one day at a time. And I think we did that for the uh, most part. But uh, as regards the pressure, I don't. I don't really think there was a whole lot of pressure on any of us. We just, we knew we had put into it. We just kind of just kept working.
0: Makes sense. So right now uh, you of course are preparing for the East West Shrine game. And it's been a couple of weeks since since the last bowl game. So how do you feel right now, this weird transition between being a collegiate athlete to preparing for the NFL? You kind of have this like all-star game event coming up. What what are you doing a to, to, Physically stay ready, but B, what are you doing to to keep sane mentally?
1: Uh, it 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 was a hard little transition. I'm not gonna lie, but I took like like a week and a half off, and then I, I flew out here to Charlotte, and I'm training with uh Jed Hart again out here, and uh, I got a couple opportunities playing with Steve Smith a couple times and uh, Captain Munderlin, and those all all three of those guys are great guys, and they're getting me right uh, physically, that's for sure. And then on the mental aspect, I just don't worry about the noise where I'm gonna what my projection is or anything like that. i will just, just going to work and just let God uh, do his magic.
0: Now, I, for someone of your size, I'd imagine Steve Smith must be a real interesting guy to talk to because um, I, Steve Smith, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, isn't a huge guy. So I, do you see any of the way he played the game mirroring like what you can do or what you want to be? And, and if not Steve, who do you watch film on?
1: No, nah, yeah. Uh, when I first made the transition to wide receiver, he was obviously a smaller dude, and I was always watching his highlights on YouTube and his little football life video. So meeting him for the first time was crazy. I was I was starstruck. I'm not gonna lie, but yeah, like you said, uh, he built like me a little bit, like a little stockier guy. We our our uh, play type not really exactly similar, but there's definitely working with him that I could uh, put into my game and little things that he uh, that he taught me when we uh, did train. But uh, guys that I like to uh, watch right now and kind of compare myself to is like a more like a Beasley and Edelman, one of those guys who are more of an inside uh, receiver kind of guy. Totally. Yeah,
0: it's. I'm trying to think, I don't even know what a good comp to Steve Smith today would be. I I mean, Tyreek is a shorter guy, but he's just straight speed. There's nothing against his route running or anything, but I mean, clearly he's a, a speed guy. You don't really find too many Steve Smiths out there. So it makes sense. You know, you looking at some slot receivers, typically, you know, some of the shorter guys. Now, one advantage that you do have that many people don't is that you have not one, but two brothers that have kind of gone through a similar process, having made it to the NFL. And of course, uh, Caden's still playing. What's it been like for you to have two people to be able to bounce ideas off of and get sort of guidance, whether it's just collegiately, just navigating Playing receiver, being a, a good athlete, or this part right here, this weird getting ready for the NFL transition.
1: Well, it's crazy. It's helpful, that's for sure. Uh, it's weird to think about that you would have two brothers out of I have six brothers, but two of them made it to the NFL. Hopefully I get a chance at the NFL. Hopefully, my younger brother, Josh, gets a chance at the NFL. And that's just a blessing to even think about first having those guys who just kind of go through the process, kind of explain to me. Uh, what to expect, what not to expect, or just kind of how the business goes. Just, uh really helping me out and uh, kind of keeping me a little more calm about the situation, you know?
0: Yeah, what, what are the odds three brothers from one family are going to go pro? And, and by the way, I, I can say three and not just two because when you lead the country in receiving, generally you 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 get a shot the following year, you know, to, to see if you can stick with the NFL team. Um, I mean, it, it, as we get closer to wrapping up here, you know, you, the stats that you were able to put up, I know it's a lot of hard work that you put into it. It, And certainly it may seem easier to the spectator like myself than what it truly is for you to make sure that you're in a position to do all that stuff. But if there's one thing that clearly um, I want to say, you know, label it as adversity that you might have to go through is that you may have coaches or talent evaluators, whether that's just their title on Twitter or that's actually something that they're a professional at is they might say, Hey, you know, this guy's too small or whatever they're going to knock you on whatever that thing is you know how have you dealt with any sort of you know negative feedback or people putting hate on you whether it's for size or anything that they want to critique your game about
1: yeah i mean obviously i get the he's too small he's not he's not the fastest guy in the world but i think i make up for the the speed thing with just quickness and just uh savviness things like that and then the um too small thing i if you ask any of my teammates, I'm sure they'll vouch for this. I'm probably one of the toughest guys out there, Doesn't I'm, and I definitely don't think I'm the smallest dude out there, that's for sure, but uh, I don't really worry about that. I don't really get caught up in any of that. I just play football, and just, I'm a football player. Doesn't None of that stuff matters to me. I
0: love that you got the blinders on. it. It's the only way to do it. There's no point listening to any of the outside noise unless it's your coach or your teammate telling you something. It basically doesn't matter. No, uh, Caden, Caden, Jared, as we get close to wrapping up here, right before we jump into the gauntlet, I just wanted to ask, um, you know, do you have any, uh, whether it's what you were studying at school, do you have any outside of sports aspirations, things that you like to do anything to kind of get your mind off of
1: the game? I mean, it's still a sport, but I like to, uh, go bowling. That's something I do on the side. And then I'm a finance major. I'm not really sure what I want to do with that, but, uh, that's what I was going to major in. Hey, being
0: being good with numbers and money, that's not a bad thing. Certainly a good skill set to have. Uh, yeah, that can take you many places. But very cool. All right, man. With that being said, I want to ask you a couple knee-jerk things. I need to know, if you want to win, whether it's a national championship or the Super Bowl, what's most important, having the number one offense or the number one defense?
1: Even though I'm an offensive guy, I would have to say the number one defense. Uh, it makes me very happy to to hear that. I, I
0: definitely agree. Now, of course, so many more memories are going to be ahead of you. But to date, what is your favorite sports memory?
1: In game or what? Just I,
0: say, I would say whatever jumps to mind. It doesn't have to be in game. Uh,
1: uh, I mean, just from this past season, I would just just say our our little ping pong tournament we had in our locker room with the other receivers and Bailey. Just little things like that is just something I'll always remember.
0: The camaraderie, for sure. For sure. Now, pregame, is there anything you have to do before you get out on the field? Mm,
1: uh, No, not really. I kind of just – I like to do the same thing every time, but uh, there's nothing specific. I just get dressed, make sure I got J. Cole playing in my uh, AirPods, and then I'm good to go.
0: Nice. Now – What's most important? Is it the players or is it the scheme?
1: Ooh, that's a good question. Uh, uh at, a, at the higher level, I would say the scheme because all those guys are capable of making plays. So, you know what I'm saying? It's, you know,
0: to think of what you and Bailey have done together and say, well, you know, we're going to run the triple option like what you had run in high school versus an air raid. You're going to. The odds of you guys having the same level of you know, of attention and accomplishing the same stuff on the field scheme is is obviously a huge part of it, but there's no right answer because certainly if you don't have the player, your scheme isn't going to work. So, man, to wrap this up, my very last question, what is the best piece of advice that you would give to a young 17, 18-year-old kid that looks at you and says, hey, man, how do I get there?
1: Mm. Uh, well, for starters, I would just say, put God first, uh, and, uh, kind of trim your circle, know who's really, uh, going to be there for you and who really has your best interests at heart. Cause, uh, not everybody really does like they say they do. And, uh, you need to get rid of those, uh, yes, men in your life and people that are always saying yes, even when you're not doing what's necessarily best for you. And then second, secondly, I would just say, um, just work. Don't get caught up in anything. Don't let anyone tell you you're not going to be good enough, not, athletic enough not big enough or whatever it may be just work and at the end of the day you're gonna uh, reap the benefits of what you put into it well there you have it
0: jareth as we actually wrap this up now where can everyone find you in social media
1: uh at jareth stearns on everything (laughs)
0: nice that's the good part of having a unique name you know on social media man you're gonna have that handle whichever one you want Man, thank you so much for taking the time. I really appreciate it, and best wishes. Can't wait to see what what lies ahead for you.
1: I appreciate you having me, for sure.